Well, good morning, Citygate Church and all of our online guests today. You know what? I'm thrilled today. I'm not going to make any apology for this. I'm going to be speaking from one of my favorite passages in the Bible. I'd like you to turn, please, to Philippians chapter 1. We're just going to read two verses. Uh, from verse 19, it says this, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and hope that I won't be ashamed in anything. What a fantastic Fantastic scripture. I love his conviction. You know what? He starts there by saying, for I know. I love the Apostle Paul. I love his conviction. I love his stand of faith. I love the fact that he says, you know what? Everything going on around, I know some things. I've got a conviction on the inside. And really, as we start to you know, just go through this passage today, at the very heart of everything I want to say today is this. At the very heart of turning situations around, you know, the Bible says that which the enemy went for evil, God will cause to be turned for good. God will turn it around. That's an expression we pray and say all the time. God will turn it around. He will turn it around. And that's what Paul is saying. But at the very heart of that understanding is this. We must have a conviction that our God is the God of the turnaround. I want to declare that again. Our God is the God of the turnaround. He will turn around every situation that the enemy meant for evil and he will turn it around for good, my friend. I want you to start to let your faith arise this morning. I want you to start to let your dreams flow. I want you to start to let your mind think bigger thoughts today. Why? Because God is going to turn around your situation. That which has been, um, you know, sick, God will turn around for healing. That which has been, you know, financially difficult, God is going to turn it around for abundance. That which has been painful, God is going to turn it around as a great testimony of joy, I believe. God is the God of a turnaround. And I believe just like the Apostle Paul had strong conviction, each of us must be people of strong, you know, conviction. It says over in in, in the Bible, all through the Bible, for we know that all things will work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purposes. That's in the context of praying. I understand that, hearing the voice of God and praying. But I love that, for we know that all things will work together for good. Over in the book of Job, Job in the middle of all the turmoil and the pain and the heartache that he was experiencing at that time. He said, for I know my Redeemer lives. Oh, what a wonderful thing to say. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Well, we want to shout that out as loud as we can today. Our Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives and I know he's active in my circumstances right now. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, for we know that God hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know we have the petitions that we ask of him. We had a prayer meeting just the other week and, and you know what, it was so good, even though we're all in isolated in our own houses. You know what, but as we came together, hundreds of us to pray, it was so good to, to know on the inside that we know that God hears our prayers. Friend, I want to encourage you today, God hears your cries. God hears your prayers. 
God hears the word of God that's coming out of your heart. God hears that which you are asking him. Things you're asking him to intervene. Things you're asking him to turn around. God hears your prayers. And if we know he hears us, we know that he's going to move on our behalf. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, I know whom I have believed and I know that he is able. You know what, friend? We can know what God has promised us today. And I want to stir up a conviction on the inside of us. You know what? It would be very, very easy for us to have doubts, to have questions right now, to have, you know, things that we think, is there any hope? You know, the world is a hopeless place. I don't want to be offensive in this. You know what? But the world is a hopeless place. Outside of Christ, there is no hope. But the Bible says our God is the God of hope. He's the God of promises. He's the God of the turnaround. And we know, we know that we know that we know whom we believed. And we know that he is able to turn around our situation. Psalm 112, great passage in the Bible. Um, Eight verses here. Praise the Lord. What a great way to start a verse. A passage. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in the commandments of God. His descendants will be mighty on earth in Jesus' name. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth will be in his house and and his uh, righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He's gracious, full of compassion. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs in discretion and surely, it's the promise of God today, surely he will never be shaken. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. I love these expressions in this this passage. His heart is established. He's unshakable. He trusts in God. Friend, at times like this, we need to be unshakable. Need to have hearts that are established in God's word. We need to be trusting in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. You know what? We're all facing situations. We're all facing things before us today, things that are challenging, things that are upsetting, things that are very painful, things that we don't know what to do. We don't know how this is going to end. We don't know how we're going to come out. What's going to happen to my job? What's going to happen in in my family, what's going to happen to my finances, what's happening in society. I'm sure we've all got questions and we all want answers, but this I know, that God is the God of the turnaround. And I have an absolute conviction on the inside that that which the enemy meant for evil, God will turn around for good. The Apostle Paul says, as we go back to Philippians, I know this is going to turn around for my salvation. He was under house arrest. How can you say that, Paul? You might be put to death. You might be, you might be, no. yeah, but I know that this is going to turn around. I know it's going to turn around. He says some even stronger things in, the, in you know, the two or three verses to come after this. He said, you know, I might live, I might die, but you know what? I decide that I'm going to live. Why? Because I've still got a job to do. I mean, what incredible conviction he had on the inside of him. What incredible conviction and, and understanding from God for the things that God had for his life. 
I believe there are three keys to having this conviction for the turnaround. Three keys that I want us to lay hold of today. You've probably heard me speak on this before, but friend, I want to speak this as, as, as God's word, sharper than any two-edged sword at this time. Number one, three keys to turn around today. Number one is the prayer of agreement. The Bible says so much about the body of Christ being one. The Bible says how good it is when brothers dwell together in unity for there God commands the blessing. It's in that place that the anointing flows. It's in that place that we bear fruit. It's in that place that God's presence, God's love, God's power, God's peace and God's authority can flow. Life forevermore is commanded in the place where people are one voice and one heart. You know what? The world wants to be torn apart. They want to tear each other apart. But the body of Christ, the Bible says, we are one in spirit. We're coming to the place of being one in the faith. And we are one body with one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We are one. We're all part of each other. I believe there's a whole lot of understanding going on at the moment. I believe, you know, the filters are coming off. Misunderstandings are being dealt with. Hardness of heart is being softened. Repentance is taking place all across the body of Christ right now, which is a very powerful thing. And I want to encourage us today, friend, to be in the place of agreement. The Bible says one can put a thousand to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight. Together, we are invincible. Together, we are unshakable. And I'm so excited about this. He said, I know this is going to turn around. He didn't say, because I'm praying. He said, because we are praying, because of your prayers. Friend, I want to encourage you to be speaking words of life right now, to be praying in agreement, to be praying God's will, to be praying God's word, to be praying for each other. I know we're socially distanced and, you know, we can't meet together as a church. It, again, it was really powerful in the prayer meeting the other day when, when just in our imagination, it may sound a bit weird for some people, but just in our imagination, I said, come on, let's catch hands with everybody across the church. We were all socially distanced. We were isolated in our own houses. And yet there's something so powerful about knowing we are one together and praying for one another. As I pray for you, as you pray for me, as we all pray for each other, you know what? The power of God can move and God will turn around situations. When I'm praying for myself, powerful thing. But you know what? Perhaps I, I don't see all the issues or I don't understand all the issues. But as you pray for me and as I pray for you, you know what? God can do something so beautiful, so powerful, so, so incredibly anointed. The Bible says where we dwell together in agreement, God pours out his anointing as we pray together, my friend, as we agree over this hurting world at the moment that the only answer is Jesus Christ, as we pray for healing across the nations, as we pray for wisdom and understanding, as we pray for our governments right now across the world, as we pray in agreement according to God's word, as we pray the word of God, as we align ourselves with the word of God, I believe God is the God of the turnaround and that which the enemy meant for division and for hatred and for destruction. God will turn around for the glorious salvation of our world. The second thing that we're going to see today, the Apostle Paul said, I know this is going to turn around through us being one together and praying. But the second thing is this, through the supply of the Holy Spirit. The supply 
of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus said, don't go anywhere, don't do anything until you've got the supply of the Holy Spirit. I'm so pleased, you know what, that every day the Bible says we can be filled again with the person of the Holy Spirit. We can keep in step with the Holy Spirit. We can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We can be led by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says so many things about the Holy Spirit. And you know what? As we, as we walk with Him, as we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, our God is the God of the turnaround. I said earlier, you know, that incredible verse, for we know all things work together for the good of those who love God. But the context of that is as we pray with the Holy Spirit that we know all things are going to work together for good. The supply of the Holy Spirit. You know what? In a dry and parched land, we can drink of the Holy Spirit. When everything around us seems to be barren, we can drink of the Holy Spirit. When there's confusion and chaos all around, we can drink of the Holy Spirit. When there's pain and hurt, we can drink of the Holy Spirit. When there's sickness and disease, we can drink of the Holy Spirit. When we feel like we are inadequate, we can drink of the Holy Spirit. When we feel like we can't go on, we can drink of the Holy Spirit. When we're feeling weak and tired, we can drink of the Holy Spirit. And as we do drink of the Holy Spirit, something happens on the inside. Something starts to stir. Life begins to flow. Joy begins to erupt. The faith of God begins to grow. The supply of the Holy Spirit brings refreshing, brings empowering, brings understanding the supply of the Holy Spirit. That's the supply on the inside of us. We have the Spirit on the inside. He's alongside of us to lead us and to guide us into all the truth, to walk with the Holy Spirit. How do I do this? How do I speak? How do I react? What do I do? Walk with the Holy Spirit and you'll walk in the victory in every situation and out the other side, not even smelling of the smoke of the fire that has tried to destroy your life. We also have the supply of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. And the Bible says this, and I, yeah, we quote these scriptures a lot in Citygate Church, but I want to prophesy this right now. I want to declare it out over each and every life. The anointing, destroys the yoke and removes the burden. You know, the Bible talks about in that passage, Isaiah chapter 10, it talks about the rod of the oppressor. When the rod of the oppressor is being particularly violent in that passage, you know what God says? In that day, the anointing will destroy the yoke. And I want to prophesy that day is this day. In the day of oppression, the anointing destroys the yoke. In the day of people being cast down, the anointing destroys the yoke. In Jesus' mighty name, the presence of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit will flood your life, will flood your circumstances. And it's our prayer in Citygate Church that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will flood the nation, will flood every church, will flood the council chambers, will flood the government offices, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will come in and destroy every yoke and remove every burden in Jesus' name. The third point here from um, here in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 19, he says, I know this is going to turn around. I know it's going to turn around. I absolutely know. I'm not concerned. 
I'm not upset about this. I know it's going to turn around. It's a confidence on the inside. It's going to turn around because we're praying about this. It's going to turn around through the supply of the Holy Spirit. But it's also going to turn around because I'm expecting it. He says it like this, according to my earnest expectation and hope. Hope is an incredible thing. To live life without hope is to live a very defeated, sad life. Hope is something which strengthens us. Hope is something that inspires us. Hope is something that says tomorrow's going to be better. Hope is something that says today might have been a disaster, but tomorrow God's going to turn it around. Hope is not just dangling carrots in front of people's lives. Hope comes from the promise of God, that God has promised and he will perform his word. Our God is a God of hope. And in the middle of every situation, it's so important before we even come to the place of faith, that we lay hold of the hope that is set before us. I want to encourage you today, friend. God is a God of hope. Can tomorrow be better than today? Yes, it can. Can our society change? Yes, it can. God is a God of hope. Can my circumstances turn around? Yes, they can, because our God is a God of hope. Hope is your vision. Hope is your expectation. Hope is the promises of God revealed in your heart. Some people say, when can I expect it to happen? Well, according to this, really, you can expect it to happen when you expect it to happen. You can't expect it to happen until you expect it to happen. Expectation is such a powerful thing. Expectation, I expect something to happen. If I'm expecting something, I'm going to prepare for what I'm expecting. If I'm expecting to do an exam in a few weeks' time or a few months' time, I'm going to prepare for the exam because I'm expecting the exam. If I'm expecting some people to come round to my house, oh, for the day when people can start engaging with each other again. But if I'm expecting someone round for dinner, I'm going to prepare for that evening. I'm going to make the dinner. I'm going to, you know, hoover the floor. I'm going to rearrange the cushions. I'm going to prepare for people coming round. Why? Because I'm expecting someone to come round. They've said they're going to come round. God has said he's going to turn around each and every situation. So we've got to expect God to turn around each and every situation. And I'm going to encourage us today to stir up our expectation. You know, what, you know just in, the, in, in Citygate Church, even over the last few weeks, we've had a number of new babies born in the church. I'm so excited. I'm seeing the photographs sent to me of cute, gorgeous little baby boys, baby girls. And, you know, it's just fantastic to see the, birth, the, the incredible birth of a baby. But all the time we don't see the baby, we say the, the person's expecting. They're expecting. They're expecting. Of course, we love it when we see the baby and we can cuddle the baby and, you know, encounter the baby and, you know, learn to love and all these sorts of things. Fantastic. But all the time before that, for nine months, was a time of expecting. And, you know, some people say, how long do I have to go on expecting? You know what? You keep saying God's a God of hope. When's it ever going to change? Well, our job is to hope. Our job, our role, our part to play is to expect God to move. Of course, there are things of faith, and today I'm not going to be dealing with the spirit of faith and things like that, but, but you know what? Hope is so very important. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
Hope is such a vital part of our lives, friend. And I want to encourage you today to have hope. To have hope that God will show himself strong on your behalf. To have hope that God will heal your body. To have hope that God will provide for you financially. To have hope that God's going to heal the deep wounds in our society. To have hope that our tomorrows are going to be better than our todays. To have hope and to have a great expectation. Paul said, I know this is going to turn around because I'm expecting it to turn around anticipate great things. Some people are saying, you know what, the year 2020, oh, I, you know, I saw a cartoon the other day of, you know, the um, space, uh, not the spaceship, the, the um, uh, uh, time machine in, um, you know, the great film, uh, Act to the Future. And, you know, they put in the years that they want to go to and they go to 1985 and all of that. Brilliant film, brilliant series of films. That was a long time ago now, 40 years ago, anyway. And, um, and there was just this cartoon and there was the professor speaking to the boy, explaining how to use it. And he said, do not press. Whatever you do, don't press the year 2020. It's as if we never want to go there again. But friend, even in the middle of this year, which is, which is you know, showing to be the most challenging year, I believe, in a generation. Even in the middle of this, we are people of hope. The next six months, friend, let's expect God to move. The next three months, let's expect God to move. Let's expect that we're moving in today's. The Bible says he will make straight paths for our feet. He will raise up every valley and he will bring down every mountain. Friend, we will walk with the Holy Spirit through every situation and come out in the victory. God showing himself strong and the world saying Jesus Christ is Lord. I understand we're not going to see the whole world come to Christ, but friend, I'm expecting a, a, an incredible outpouring of God, a move of God in our generation like we've never seen before. I'd like us to pray right now, and then I'm going to invite you to, to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. But I'd like to pray right now. Father, Heavenly Father, will you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we declare you are a God of hope that you're a God who can turn the curse into a blessing. You make all things turn around for good. Father, in Jesus' name, we join hands together today in a prayer of agreement and declare, come the kingdom of God, be done the will of God. Father, I declare in Jesus' name all the things the enemy meant for evil. Lord, you will turn around and cause them to be turned for good. We declare all things work together for the good of those who love God. Lord, we declare it in Jesus' name. We lift up, Lord, our society today. We live up, Lord, hold up to you our government. Lord, we pray for the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray, Lord, for our society and our communities. Lord, we destroy today. We agree together today, Lord, that all hatred, all issues of, of division and of racism are under our feet today in Jesus' name. And we declare hope. We declare love where there's been hatred. Lord, I declare joy where there's been brokenheartedness. Lord, I declare hope where there's been hopelessness. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that you have said you will show yourself strong on our behalf. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Friend, I want to ask you, have you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Have you said yes to Jesus? Have you opened your heart and received him as your Lord and Savior? You know, perhaps you want to say to me, yeah, I believe in God. Well, friend, great, I'm thrilled that you believe in God, but 
but there's another step to make and that is receiving Jesus as Lord where you say Jesus thank you for dying for me you died for me to give me life I give you my life I live for you from this day on does that mean to say that all of a sudden God comes in and controls and condemns and you know all that no our God is a good God he's a loving God he's a God of hope he's a God who's got good plans for your life but friend The first step is to give your life to Jesus Christ. So I'm going to pray a prayer again now. And we're going to pray it line by line. And I'm going to invite you to ask Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who died on the cross and was raised from the dead on the third day. I'm going to ask you to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Will you pray this prayer with me today? Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you've demonstrated your love through sending your Son to die on a cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I receive you into my life as my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you. And by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. I thank you for your eternal life. Amen. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, I believe you're now a Christian. You've received Jesus as, as, as your Lord and Savior. Of course, there are going to be some other steps. We want to encourage you to read your Bible and you know, be in touch with a church somewhere. And we'd love to connect with you. And someone's going to help you with that in just a minute or so. But friend, I want to encourage you. God is the God of hope. As you go into this week, have hope. As you go into this week, know that God is going to turn around every situation and help make somebody else's life great. God bless you and I'll see you next week.